Assalamu alaikum everyone, welcome to another episode. I hope you guys had such a good week. I got a DM this weekend, literally like yesterday actually, and it said, it was a frequent listener of mine, and this is a listener that has actually made a lot of my podcast ideas, because they used to tell me like, oh, you should do this, do that. And so they were like, Kira, what happened to you just waffling? What happened to you just talking? All of your episodes are too serious now. And I was like, dude, you don't even have to tell me twice. You don't have to tell me twice. I will I will happily ramble without any direction. And so that was already part of the game plan. January was such a serious month on my podcast. Guys, what was what where were y'all? Why weren't y'all being like, you know, checking in as to why it was getting so serious? Because I was just releasing 40 minute episodes. I think they were quite good. What y'all think? Y'all think they were good? You better say they were good. You don't have many options besides saying they're good. But I feel like, you know, I was just releasing 40 minutes on 40 minutes on 40 minutes, hour on hour, hour. Like, I was, I made these podcasts. But when I was on Spotify, I was like, girl, what's going on? Like, should I check in with myself? What's going on? I was so shocked. I was like, girl, how the hell are you doing that every weekend? I don't know. But, alhamdulillah, this week I was like, I am done running my audience on an emotional roller coaster with so many heavy episodes so we're gonna play the question game again which is shockingly a request of some of y'all which shocks me so i think it might be time to make a playlist mm? what you think what you think what you think i think it's time to make a playlist i think it's time to put a little link tree playlist for this but at the same time like i don't even think anybody uses those playlists i know that some of my listeners are like we don't even keep up with your playlist whatever you put out we just press play and we just start listening which is so sweet but inshallah i found another question thread thingy so let's play what is one of the most trivial things that you have a strong opinion on that everyone might not agree with okay all right sit down i'm gonna talk to you so listen i'm gonna preface a few things before i talk to this one i'm not trying to get political <laughs> everybody's like oh crap not getting political about this i don't see this as as really much of that in my opinion because of women um i i get where it comes from but at the same time i'm just saying my opinion this is two it's not a well thought through plan again i'm just saying my opinion and three you don't have to agree with me you do not have to agree with me and i know there's women that disagree with me as well okay and i i hope i don't say anything wrong but if i do may Allah forgive me i feel like there should be something done or at least we should talk about the fact that some women do not have access to proper period products and to the proper resources to get help and i think that, that this is a very talked about topic when it comes in regards to what should we do for homeless women and you know sometimes for low-income women and whatnot in the third yes but at the same time i don't think that i feel like that's what has been unfortunately talk i i feel like there's has been a few initiatives that have done something to change it but the unfortunate reality and i'm just gonna say it the way that it is pads period products tampons they're expensive they are expensive okay even the cheapest of the cheapest they're pretty much especially if you are someone that is barely making a cut now i do want to say one thing for a fact every time i say things like this people say well why are you talking you don't you don't have that experience but that is so freaking tone deaf do y'all think that people who haven't had that experience can't like talk about it or at least at the very minimum advocate for it like alhamdulillah i've never had that experience right and that's a blessing that is a blessing alhamdulillah but 
does that make me does that mean i have to i should be ignorant about the fact that so many women go through that crap and it baffles me because what a lot of people don't take into account is some people think that okay well she can get a pack of 12 pads and she'll be fine in a hopeful world i really wish maybe if it's a woman who has a very normal cycle maybe but when we are talking about women who first of all do not have access to proper care as is they might be homeless might be low income they could barely make their ends meet they might have children whatever it might be right or they're just on their own it's just difficult as is a pack of 12 pads when you are a woman who deals with an excess it's not going to work it's not going to work it is not enough and that's just it i'm, I'm sick and tired of people sugarcoating it it's not enough okay it's not enough and that's it it's just that it's not enough stop acting like it is and it's so disappointing when i see women be like just in these scenarios where they're literally deprived of having proper care proper hygiene proper products proper this and that because of the circumstances that they're in it's so heartbreaking and i absolutely i absolutely understand how people can say and get political about this but at the same time i know so many women who when they are on their cycle their pain is so bad that they usually, on a typical, end up at the hospital. So what do we do about that? Well, we can throw a pack of 12 pads on our face and hopefully that fixes that. Does it really? Do you even think 12 would work? Be reasonable. Stop. Don't, like, every time I say ish like this, people want to get childish. But there's nothing about this to be childish about. It's just a little bit of logic, a little bit of reasoning. Let's put, let's, let's rub two and two together. I understand that people do take this to political sign. I understand that people have a lot to say about this. And I'm not disagreeing with those things. I'm going to say that here. I'm not, I, I, I'm always willing to hear about this. But I just don't like that tone-deaf narrative when this discussion gets brought up i don't like it that narrative of well this is not a big issue so let's beep or you know as a or like when men are like well you know as a guy like whatever like okay whatever i get it that some men they just it, this isn't their first world concern they barely even know or have any knowledge about what or how periods work which is baffling because as a man how can you you should at least know a little bit but i get it that i get it that this isn't a discussion for everybody and i know so many women who probably in the same might come from the same places that i do or even you know just women period they don't care for this i get it but at the same time i've also seen really wealthy women get treated incredibly poorly at the hands of so many different doctors for their cycle and for what happens right and that within itself is a big conflict i can tell you that it is a big problem when we are not taking our cycle and we are not actually understanding what's going on and taking care of it the way that it should i will tell you that but when we talk about basic necessity in my opinion basic necessities of having pads and tampons i just don't i just it just baffles my mind it really baffles my mind because it just seems so unsettling with me that at a certain time of the month, women that are low income or homeless or whatever don't might not necessarily have any or if they do are literally making ends meet to make ish work. And I get it that some people might laugh and say, oh, this is tone deaf. It's not that bad out there. But at the same time, I can tell you that it's easy to say that if you haven't seen things. If you even see one of this scenario, it changes your brain. It literally alters your brain chemistry. 
Because when you're a woman and, you know, alhamdulillah, so many of us were so privileged that we don't ever have to worry about buying pads or tampons. We don't ever have to worry about it. We can just go to the store and get them. We come home, we lay in our warm bed on our heating pads, pop a few painkillers, go take a nap, and we're fine. But that's just not the reality for some other people. And I feel like I get it again that some people are political about this or some people say, oh, it's not that bad out there. You're being dramatic or you're being too much of this or that. I really, I could not give a crap really honestly about so many of the things that I, I really, I'm, I'm not one to really give too much interest into mainstream movement and political ideas. I'm not because I really... I just feel like as a Muslim, I'm going to leave it at that. But when it comes to just period products or just the, this discussion, like why do people run away from this so much? Why are we not open and honest about the fact that this is a natural freaking part of life? Women go through it. And it's not easy for some women. It is for some. But it's a problem. And I'm sorry, if you don't see it as a problem, okay, that's you. I'm not going to knock on you for that. I don't like to knock on people and say, oh, you're the worst, most inhumane, horrendous human being for not thinking the way that I no, no, you don't see the problem, fine. That's okay. But I know that I feel like when you've been there and you've seen those things, it definitely alters your brain chemistry because you can only imagine that, you know, me and you, we can go home after a long day on our heating pads and be like, oh my God, I'm cramping. I'm so exhausted. That was a long day and knock out while so many of those other women are just thinking, am I going to? You know, I just, I don't like it. It just makes me, I don't, I don't like to talk about it because not that I don't like to talk about it in the sense of it being a taboo topic. It's just sad. It's just sad. That's all it is. It's sad. And I get it again. I understand people's opinions and I know that people might disagree with me. And I know that people might say it's not that bad, but especially when we have mothers who have daughters and other daughters, I, I've like, you see these things and it changes your world. It really does. And this goes for a lot of things among those lines. But when we talk about period products, it's like non-existent for the most part. Again, I'm not really on any side about this. This is not something that I see as that. This is just something that I see. It's a problem. It's a natural part of a woman's life. And I think that there should be something done with it, right? So again, not getting touche about it. I'm not invalidating what the people feel about it i know that some people out here like that's a horrific idea shut up i get it i i get that but at the same time i don't think that if you've seen it i really don't think that you can turn your blind eye towards it i don't think you can i just know my male audience right now is like either really standing up intense sitting down or tense or they just trying to press that little 15 second skip button on spotify till the segment skips I just know, you know what? Skip it, stand up and be tense, sit down and relax. I'm a talk regardless. But that's all I'll say on that. And like, I'm, I'm very open to elaborating and talking about this one-on-one -on -one with people as compared to just saying it like, you know, on a random platform where I talk about Dean. But that's that. The next one says, have you ever had an epiphany? And what was it like? Dude, I'd be having epiphanies all the time in school. I'd be sitting there and I'd be like, mate, someone made this ish up. Because there's just no way. There's just, I was talking about this with my best friend. I was like, dude, I just find it hard to believe that like people back in the day were really interested in like figuring out stuff about like organic compounds and whatnot. And like just 
like the tedious little things and i was like i just i find it hard to grasp my head around the fact that somebody was truly like interested in these things like they woke up in the morning and they were like mm, i can't wait to start my day i can't wait to like figure out more about like you know how alcohols like oxidize in the third like i just find it hard to believe i just or like you know what's another epiphany i hit what exactly i think about this a lot okay well i know what exactly they do but another epiphany i hit and this is not a joke. This is a dead serious one, bro. And I guess I wouldn't call it an epiphany, but it really was a heavy realization and it has not left my mind. I have so many friends that study computer science or have jobs in um, tech fields, right? I know so many successful people that landed jobs right after high school that, you know, did not necessarily go too far and beyond. Like, I know so many people, so many of my close girlfriends are involved in that. And but like my round question comes to why in my entire life have I never seen a computer science major study? Sit down, sit down, think about it, think about it, think about it before you jump, think about it. If you have a friend or if you like, no. And here's the thing, because because the computer science majors, they quick to say, no, 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 we study. No, 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 no. Why? Have you all ever thought about that? Because I just don't understand. There's not this many hours in a day that y'all are taking all these classes, going home, and then studying. Because then that means you're pulling all-nighters, right? But there's just, I just can't fan them that you're pulling all-nighters, right? And then you're waking up the next day okay. That you're this nonchalant. And I don't doubt it. I bet they are. They're very talented and smart people. I'm not knocking y'all's hustle. I'm, I admire you from a distance. Good for you and your sanity. Because I would be throwing hands i i might be, I, I might be locked up besides the point lots of stuff in y'all but like seriously there's just not that many hours in a day for y'all to be taking all those classes and like a lot of it's like i've from what i've heard and what i've seen it's, there is a good amount of math in some of them and like your brain is like putting the math two and two together like you're actually understanding right and then like y'all go home and it's just like you live love laugh do your homework and then go to bed that's just not possible. That's not how that works, right? And I know so many of my friends whose siblings, just I, I basically, everybody that I know does computer science. And they're very calm. They're so calm. They have so much sabr. They're so nonchalant. They're, and they're very sweet people too. And I'm like, how are y'all this sweet despite life's just trying to rip you apart? But they're just, um, they're just incredibly sweet people. And I'm just like, how is all that math not eating you? How are you okay? And this is like an epiphany. And every time I talk about this, I hit another epiphany because I've genuinely never in my life seen it happen. Have you all ever seen a computer science major study? You might see them doing homework. Oh, I'm doing a little bit of homework. You might see them doing a little bit of homework. A little bit of two tabs pulled up doing some homework. But have you all ever seen them study? I want you to sit tonight in your bed and I want you to think about that. Matter of fact, if you have a friend who studies computer science, text them ask them are they okay or is there a secret i feel like there's a secret that all of them have that we don't know there has to be something or i think they've all mentally just they're so exhausted and they've seen so much of it that now they're just like hey, it is what it is type of thing but like why are they also nonchalant i've never met one that's not nonchalant i've never met like a computer science major who is not like the most calmest like like what's in y'all's blood they need to cut you open
I, matter of fact, you know what? I will take it upon my own hands to make y'all my experiment groups for my health work. Don't worry. Because there is something going on and I'm going to get to the bottom of it. And I'm telling you that all the people that major in computer science, are they like laugh at off. They're like, mm -hmm, no, no, you know, you know, we, no, no, no. No, there's something that, that this code does to you that you're this calm. Because I've never met anyone that was like every slightest bit of anger in them. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Don't think you're safe from me. I'm going to figure this out. If I have to join myself to find out, I will. Okay, that's my epiphany. On a real note, one of the biggest epiphanies I really had in my life, on a real note, was like probably a few years ago, like at night when I used to just, you know, be so consumed in dunya and so in this and that. And then like, I remember I used to think to myself, like, I've always been here, but I've never felt happy. So what if I just try to be with God and see what God does for me and see how happy that makes me? And then it was like when that epiphany hit me and like I actually did those things, life really changed. The next one says, what is a quality in someone that you strongly dislike? Dude, literally, y'all know those people that are very, very arrogant and they're just mean? Like, I, I can't tolerate it, dude. There is nothing that makes me run for the hills faster. Nothing. If that is arrogant friends, meeting, like, arrogant people. If that is school projects, having to work with people like that. And, you know, I've heard people talk about this and they say, well, it's not my job to be nice to everybody. I don't have to be a nice person. Okay, well, you don't have to be a mean one either. Come on now. It's childish. And I feel like people who act like that, they think that they're, like, very mature. And, like, they have their defense up and they're just all this and that. No. People like that end up the most lonely. I'll tell you that for a fact. People who always have their defense up in a negative way, in, in a very, very mean way, where they genuinely just treat other people poorly like even people you've never met i see it happen all the time where like especially among girls like you'll talk to a girl you ain't never seen before you don't know her name you don't know what she looks like and she's just rude and it's like girl what is up on you what is going on like it, it just baffles me because first of all there's this debate going around where people are like oh i don't have to be a nice person to everybody i'm sorry but like you can, at, the, at the very least, you should know how to respect somebody. Sorry, that's human decency. Fight with a wall. Don't talk to me about it. I don't care. Most literally nothing will make me run faster to the hills than an arrogant or, like, mean person. Dude, I become a track star. Like, and I'm sorry, but y'all should too. Please stay away from people like that. That put you down. May Allah protect us. I mean. So, the next question says... What is your least popular or controversial opinion? This is kind of rounding back to what I talked about before, where I did the first one, which was like, what's something that's trivial, right? And then I kind of talked about like the whole period product thing. And even though I've never seen those circumstances, alhamdulillah, again, like even if you just help out people or you are part of projects that take care of people like that, it really changes your mind and another thing and i don't think this is controversial at the slightest i think that this is something people don't talk about but this doesn't mean it doesn't exist among the muslim community we have some serious problems of looking down on one another and treating others poorly due to wherever they're from due to race due to whatever in the third it might be and it's not okay it's not okay at the slightest it's a problem it's a very big problem and I don't understand how as Muslim people, as Muslims, we aren't doing, we aren't like really giving much thought to it. I don't like it at all. I don't like it. 
I feel like especially in Allah's home, when we are in masjids, we are in these types of places and you see people getting treated badly because of, you know, wherever they might be from. It sits so wrong with me. It sits so wrong with me. I'm just like, there's just, I'm sorry, this is another one of those things that it kind of makes me, it kind of makes me never want to come back. Because whenever I see that type of environment, and I see that even if you're not doing it to me, but you're doing it to someone else, you're treating someone else like that. It's like, mm, and then especially if it's like people that are in charge, right? Then it really sits wrong with me. Because Allah's home should be a place where we are following what he says. And even outside of that, even outside as a Muslim, it's not just restricted to the masjids. It's not just restricted to it. It's also about outside of it. And it just does not sit right with me the way that some people are treated. I don't like it. And I think that this whole superiority problem, yeah, it needs to go. Okay, so the next one says, what is the best piece of advice you ever received, right? Okay, listen, listen. I think outside of like Islamic advice and staying close to Allah, there was this one piece of advice that I got a lot and just general advice that you hear a lot, the most basic advice you ever hear, which is when people are like, oh, fight for what you love and chase your dreams, right? Anytime anyone used to say that advice, I was like, okay, and I'm going to not do that because that's crazy, right? A lot of times when people tell you to chase your dreams, especially growing up, I was like, mm -mm, I'm going to chase success. And if I'm successful, I have a good home, I have a good income, I have a family, I have someone I love, whatever, like, I'll be naturally happy. And that isn't wrong, you are. But at the same time, I think what a lot of people, you don't really deep this till you get older. I can promise you that I really didn't deep this until I actually, until recently. And it really started to hit me now more than ever. When, when people are like, oh, chase your dreams, most literally, if it's halal, you know, say stuff to do, just do it. Which is kind of hypocritical coming from me. <laughs> but in actuality, when we're talking about careers and stuff that you love to do or want to do, so many of us are walking on paths that our parents picked for us or things that we are doing because we see a good, stable income kind of coming out of it. And then... If you are on that path and you aren't doing as good as you want to, you aren't as successful as you thought you'd be, or you aren't reaching the place where you thought you would reach in this certain amount of time, it really destroys you. Because you are walking on this one path for what reason? Oh, to make my parents happy and to be successful. But if you aren't doing things the best way they could be done, or you aren't achieving and getting whatever you thought you might have gotten, now you feel like you're walking on a really big path for absolutely nothing. And I feel like a lot of people don't talk about this, but more now than ever, we have so many people that go to college and they study and I'm not, I'm not trying to be hypocritical about it, but like so many people, we're just doing things just to do things. And then, you know, we're like, oh, it's a big risk to not go to college and it's a big risk to not, to just drop out midway. It's a big risk because I've been here for two years, three years, four years, you know, this, that, whatever. And I get it. But at the same time, like, do you not feel like it's a big risk to put yourself in something for the upcoming four, three, two, whatever time you have left for some upcoming years and not be happy while doing it? Don't you think it's a big risk to sacrifice four years of your life thinking that you will get some type of security and success only to not get it at the end 
I don't know. I think about this a lot. And I know that some people might say that that's a privileged way of thinking. But I, quite frankly, I know for a lot of people, you don't really have many options besides going to college. You really don't, right? And the thing here is it just becomes a little bit of a problem when even after you have everything you desire that you thought would give you quote-unquote success which would lead to happiness is not making you happy at the slightest because you feel like you've never really done anything to live or do things for yourself and i've noticed this problem in women more than men where women don't actually live for themselves y'all always have 10 other defining factors for you but it's like what do you want to do with your life Women don't ask themselves these questions. And a lot of women, I'm just going to say it the way that it sounds, and this might sound mean, live very not purposeful lives. That's it. And I know that people are going to say that I'm going to pick me for saying that, but I'm just saying the truth. As a woman, I've seen so many other women have absolutely no purpose in their life besides gossiping about one another, doing incredibly bad things, literally just 24-7 gossiping about this person and this person's marriage and what this happened and then like nothing productive no goals no dreams no aspirations nothing they want to do they constantly belittle other people look down on other people are negative to another not all women there's so many amazing women out there that have amazing purposes that are doing amazing things that are striving for their thing and those definitely outweigh the bad but that doesn't take away from the fact that there are some women in the world that are very snooty. Like, they're very arrogant about things. And it's very disappointing because I feel like as a woman, you have so many amazing talents and so many amazing things to live a purposeful life for. As compared to just thinking that you have to narrow yourself to fit into what people want you to be or to fit in the roles that no longer serve you. Just something to think about. When you live a purposeful life, you find purposeful people. If you feel like all you do in your day is gossip about somebody else, this, that, and the third, not do anything good, involve yourself in very, very bad haram, whatever it might be, be in haram relationships, whatever it might be, like this is what you're surrounding around and you're not happy, you're not living your most purposeful life. This is not your most purposeful life. You know that. And it's so disappointing because so many women wait for someone else to come into their life and define them to give them a more purposeful life so they can live for somebody else. But you have to be at that point before anyone comes in. And I just don't like the way that when we talk about even generally just chasing your dreams and, you know, fighting for what you love and whatever it might be, a lot of people are in positions, even if they are living purposeful lives, and there's nothing wrong with that, and I get this to some degree, a lot of us are in positions that we are not passionate about and we would have been doing so much more better if we went on the path that we were passionate about. The path of chasing your dream might not always look like it will give you quote quote worldly success and financial stability but sometimes what makes you happy is what drives you to accomplish all those things. When you harvest something with love and you truly love what you do like you're actually happy about it. I feel like strongly the money does eventually come because I know that a lot of people they chase whatever they're doing they're in college or whatever they're doing because obviously they want a nice job they want to be financially stable but like I feel like if you really do what you love somewhere among those lines Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it happen and I'm not saying that you know you should be stupid about it like if you know that there's something that just does not seem to be realistic for you in your life right now then you have to do what's best I'm not gonna tell you to be unrealistic you know but at the same time like if you feel like you were truly 
called for something like you have a bigger purpose out there go do it don't don't neglect it because people will always doubt you until you become successful i know so many people that run some of the most successful academies today that run some of the most successful businesses today had their own family be like yeah no you're crazy for doing that we're not helping you we're not taking part in you probably worked multiple jobs to make ends meet to make their businesses work to make it work and once they became successful everyone came around talking about some oh my god i'd love to help that's the thing people only come around when you're successful so you might as well be successful and be happy why walk on a path being so incredibly unhappy and i know that this might sound a little bit hypocritical coming from me but i'm i know for me like i'm truly trying whatever is in my hands so sometimes even if you can't pursue what you love full-time at least do it part-time you deserve to live your dreams and live a purposeful life and when people used to say chase your dreams like that is a lot of where your purpose is obviously your main purpose is to worship Allah and whatnot but when we're talking about in this dunya being a productive human being is very different than just working if you are just a workaholic just to be a workaholic living in a set routine i feel like it's very different than being an actual productive person it's very different between being busy and being productive so like just some thoughts to think about i guess i don't know if i worded it correctly what small thing brings you irrational amount of annoyance oh my god <laughs> okay y'all know when y'all are driving and like people kind of come through the cuts just as is and they just kind of cut through or like okay oh my god <laughs> y'all know when y'all are driving and like it might be like a double road right and so like on the sides there might be like different subdivisions or parking lots and people just kind of try to make their way into the road when it's clearly not the proper time to make your way into the road like they have zero suburb and so like you they could it's like five seconds away from like a catastrophe happening in middle of protectors but and it just it drives me crazy bro i'm like bro have like three seconds of sabr oh my god it makes me so mad or you know what y'all know when you're driving and then you are on the speed limit the way you should be and somebody from behind you wants to like go onto the other lane to skid by and then comes in front of you oh my god oh my god now look at us both of us we're at the red light where, where were you going where were you going we're both at the red light now it just makes me so mad because it's just like it doesn't make me mad it just kind of mm, it just kind of gives me a little bit of the mm, type of vibe you know because it's just like just sabr sabr have a little bit of patience breathe breathe just oh my god this might be random but you guys know when like people and i'm not i'm not judging you if this is you go ahead it's fine you know they don't organize their papers or whatever properly so like they're the type of person that like oh well i'll just mix this with this and this and this all in your book bag and you're out mm. yeah i genuinely whenever i see people do that i'm like hey i'll clean your book bag for you i'll fix your book bag for you i'll i'll fix your folder for you like i, I wish i was joking i've done it for so many people i just can't control it like when i see them like mixing this with like last unit semesters work and like this with this class and this and this i'm just staring i'm just like oh my, my bro like i'm just like i'm about to grab it out of your hands and fix it for you because there's just no way to like oh no no it doesn't bother me no but it's bothering me 
I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Oh my god, it drives me crazy. And I've noticed that men do that so much. They just be throwing ish just to throw ish. And I just be staring at them. And I'm like, bro, like, what are you doing? It just makes me so... <laughs> it's irrational. I get it. It's not my business. I don't live with it. And I, I mind my business. I don't say nothing. But, like, whenever I see someone like friends do it, I'm like, girl, do you want me to... Do you want me to fix this? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, sure. It's just, oh my god. Mm. Finally, what is a fear that you've had and how did you overcome it? I wouldn't call this a fear, but it was a fear in the beginning. I think it's more of a problem if anything. I think that there's a severe problem in our Muslim community when it comes to the fact that Muslim women are not being encouraged to get the proper Islamic knowledge, to get a higher, you know, Islamic education, to hold leadership positions, to be more involved in things of that nature, to do dawah, to be spreading Allah's word, I feel like it's a problem. And at one point it was a fear because when I started doing everything that I did, you best believe I heard lots of things. But that doesn't take away from the fact that it is a problem and until you don't see it as a problem and you stop sugarcoating it and say it as what it is, it is a problem. When we have women that are 35 years old, that might be 14, that might be 12, that don't know how to do ghuzr. It is a problem when they don't know how to exactly do it because they've read stuff online, but then they see this defer and then the only person available in their community for them to ask is a male. Now, of course, it can be done. Obviously, a lot of male scholars, they have this knowledge. But at the same time, there are certain things that a woman can just explain to another woman that it just makes more sense to them. It is a problem when women are thinking of giving birth and they don't have an access to the proper knowledge and the stuff that needs to be done islamically on some scenarios on whether they can do this or that or that or this and that i feel like it's a problem i feel like it's a problem because already non-muslim people right they already have their own perceptions on muslim women whether that is because they truthfully do not know or whether it's just ignorance and islamophobic perceptions that's one thing they already have their perceptions on muslim women that are already a big thing to be dealt with right we see it all the time but then when we have our own muslim people come for the muslim sisters that are trying to become alimas gain a higher islamic knowledge be in dawah spaces do some things that you know are very important and good to do and y'all are shutting them down too it's like what do you want it seems like a lot of people are not okay with you know muslim women just purely doing things for the sake of the deen and what not and doing that one whatever it might be because they say that every single little thing is a fitna now i'm not denying the fact that of course in some scenarios things don't necessarily go as well as they should yes fitna does avail but at the same time i feel like especially and i don't get this especially when y'all see a woman who's doing stuff islamically correctly is trying her best to do in the most modest way she can and y'all still want to like knock on that and it's not like she's doing it for wrong reasons. She's doing it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. She's doing it to help other sisters in her community. I've seen some men have problems with sisters giving dawah to other sisters. They're like, well, you should, you should just go home. You shouldn't do these things. And it baffles me. Because when I even say these things by my mouth, I'm like, it seems unbelievable. But it's so freaking real. And it shocks me every time. Girls that are 12, 13, 14 should grow up seeing Muslim women in their masjids being accessible being you know there to help them and guide them and talk to them or doing that just 
they should see Muslim women in these spaces. Now, I get it that the discussion of fitna comes up, and of course, what not in the third, and it should be dealt accordingly, of course, Islamically, and in the laws and the limits that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set. But this plain out idea that women should just not do any type of invitation to Islam, that they should not do any type of invitation to this religion, and that they should not do anything to benefit other sisters, blows my mind. It really blows my mind. And it's so f shocking. Because if you think it's unreal, it really does feel unreal. But it's like not that rare at all. Like you can open up TikTok and see like random brothers just talking about it. And then like they'll have, it's just, oh my God, dude. I just don't, oh my God. It's just, mm, mm. You know what I've noticed? I've noticed a lot of the people that actually do have knowledge, that actually did study the deen, understand those limits. And they understand what a woman can and should be doing and what not in the third. But when you just follow these random ideas that like a woman should not even be breathing, it's just, oh my God, I'm, I'm going to end this here because it was one of my biggest problems, especially with Dawah, where I had so many people tell me this and that. I don't even like show my face. I don't even do half of those things. And even if a woman does show her face, again, people have their own disputes about that. I personally, I just don't do it. It's just not my thing, right? But I just feel like it is a problem when... People are setting their own limitations and not following the limitations that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set. That's it. You don't get to set your own limitations or cherry pick and change Allah's limitations because it suits your agenda. You are stopping so much goodness and hate from happening. I don't know how you feel comfortable with that. Again, and I'm talking about those people that just change up those limits to drastic, of, to drastic degrees that it's not even right. And I'm not a woman who's going to deny the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set certain bracks on what we should do and what we shouldn't. There are, those things are there and we should try our best to follow them, to avoid fitna, to avoid whatever, whatnot. But there are important things that women should be talking about, that women should be doing. And it is a responsibility upon all Muslims equivalently to seek knowledge. I'm sick and tired of this gatekeeping that y'all have tried to create where y'all like, oh, but Muslim women should not be getting knowledge about this. Y'all should not be studying to become this. Y'all should be doing that. Um, seeking knowledge is equivalently an obligation on everybody. I love when people try that on me because one thing about me is I can go on forever. But anyway, it is what it is. If I say anything wrong, may Allah forgive me. All I'm saying is make sure you're doing it correctly, Islamically. That's all. And I, I just don't get this whole other concept on the other end of the spectrum, but whatever. Anyway, I hope you guys like this episode. Please take care of yourself. Much love. Should I put a Q&A thing to see how y'all feel about this episode? If I do, I remember it. If I don't, oopsies. But I love y'all. Take care of yourself. Assalamualaikum.